So good. You can't make hey. it up. If they tried to go eight and eight for three years in a row, <laughs> they couldn't do it. <laughs> it's like, you can all you can always depend on the on this current cowboy group to go eight and eight. So I mean, there's consistency. Ever since they drafted Des Bryant, they took that eight eight thing too seriously. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare your comb over. I'm Kent Garrison. I'm Brian Gill, and I'm Richard Barden, and this is Mad About Movies. You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. Mad About Movies is your go-to movie podcast for all things concerning the world of cinema. We discuss movie news, movie rumors, and movie rumblings, and then we break it on down for our chosen movie of the week. Make sure you stick around for the end of the episode to check our weekly recommends. And also, make sure you follow us on Twitter, email the show at madaboutmoviespodcast at gmail.com, or... Go to our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Brian, this week's chosen movie of the week is... This week we're going to be talking about American Hustle. You have to find a way to survive. And you knew your choices were bad, but you had to survive. We were so successful for so long because we kept it just small enough. If you're that successful, how come you wound up in this room with me right now? Taking orders from me. So American, American Hustle, this one's been out for... For a few weeks. Happy holidays, guys. Happy holidays to you. Hey, you too. Did you guys have a good Christmas? I did. I had a great Christmas. Kwanzaa was even better. (laughs) It was a great, pretty good Kwanzaa too. It always is though. When is it not? (laughs) Um, I got a new microphone. So if my voice sounds a little bit better, that's why. So I've made an investment for the years to come. So, so look forward to, uh, to good times, uh, in the next the next year. So Ken just wants to sound slightly better than us at all times. Right, right. Well, I already did. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. But no. Well, I got a, a I got a I, new speaker for my tracheotomy box, so I sound better as well. Oh, sweet, nice. <laughs> Don't smoke, kids. Which model? <laughs> Would you guys get anything cool for from old Sammy? Yeah, you guys go ahead. I mean, Brian, what right. you get? You get any good movies? I, yeah, I mostly got movies and and the like i got a really cool book but i'm not going to talk about it now i'm going to save it for a uh, a future weekly recommend at some right point. um yeah it was i don't get i don't know about you guys like i just basically prepare a list of like i don't know like i stopped buying movies in october and i just deliver a list of movies to my family and friends and if you're gonna buy me something just you know i try to make it easy on them so i don't usually get uh like a surprise gift. I don't know if 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 y'all uh, if y'all have family that that uh, gets you something very cool and random. M- mine's more of oh, that's that's exactly what I asked for. Thank you, which I, I appreciate. Right. I love that. Yeah, I do. What movies did you get? I got. Let's see. I got. Uh, I got a f- several movies that I had on like crappy DVD copies and got Blu-rays versions of them. So I got like. Um, Love Actually and Galaxy Quest and uh, a couple other things like that. And then I got a bunch of TV series. I got the new season of uh, Justified, which is an awesome show. I'm sure that will show up on Weekly Recommends at some point. Uh, New Girl Season 2, which is a lot of fun. I got two volumes of The Animaniacs on DVD. And uh, I'm a huge huge Animaniacs fan, so I'm, I'm excited to have all those on DVD for some reason I didn't have them previously. Yeah, stuff like that. Uh, not not a not a huge surprise on anything. Just a lot of a lot of cool stuff and lots of gift cards so I can go and uh, you know complete anything I didn't get for Christmas uh, in the next couple of days. Excellent. Yeah. Nice. Did you get How a movie you? gift card like a movie theater gift card? I didn't this year. I usually end up getting. I feel like you buy those. Months. You buy a twenty dollar one and it lasts for like a movie. And yeah, like maybe uh, maybe a movie and a half, and you're oh, done. Yeah. You see one movie for free. That's basically what you're buying somebody now. <laughs> used right. to be like in the '90s, you'd buy twenty dollars. You'd be like see four or five movies with that, right? Uh, with that card. Yeah, but not anymore. Not anymore not at all. It, not no. a good stocking stuffer anymore. It's, it's not. It's not. Dreams of the '90s is uh, dreams of the '90s are dead. That's right. They're alive in Portland. Yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. Exactly. Dang it! Beat my beat my joke. Boom. Okay, uh, Richard, what'd you get? Uh, I didn't get, really get any media thing. Uh, media things. I got a bunch of clothes. No stuff. books. 
Truly. No books. No books. Wow. Man. Yeah. You must have been on no the book. naughty list this year. No, I got great stuff. I got really cool stuff, but I didn't get any books because I think – You have everything. I have <laughs> you substantial got all the books. Yeah. You, I, have, yeah. you have the Library of Congress. <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, I do. And I don't think I, anyone uh, ever knows what I want. I, I'm, well, the, I'm the opposite of Brian. I just – I was raised Irish Catholic, so like if I would, if I ever asked for a present, I was just beaten. Um, <laughs> so that's still in my brain. I never, I never, had, no, I've never created a list, but uh, but uh, definitely, but no, I got great stuff. I got really cool clothes and like, some cool collectibles and things like that. But not Massimo, mostly Massimo, yeah, a lot some of Massimo, Stussy. Um, and some really just. And a Journeys gift card for all my new Skechers. <laughs> some L.A. Gear shoes, yeah, yeah. light up. Nice. Well, Sick. I was at a Half Price Books today, and I bought you a copy of The Host, Richard. So. <laughs> oh, the Stephanie Meyer uh, yeah. sci-fi uh, book? Yeah. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Did you see Producer Steven when you were there? I didn't. I looked for him. Uh, he wasn't – I guess he wasn't working today, or he was oh, on okay. lunch or break or something. I will say uh, I was walking around. I love Half Price Books. If you don't have a Half Price Books in your town, I really – Yeah, you need to move. It's yeah. <laughs> But there was, uh, you know, there was somebody who was walking around. Look, let's let's be honest. If you're at a half price books, you may not get, you may not be surrounded by the highest clientele mm-hmm. of person. I would say there was. I think there might have been somebody walking around with actual poop in their pants. <laughs> so, it it wasn't the the greatest smelling trip. I've well, you a- advertise your store is called Half Price Anything. You're going <laughs> to yeah. attract a yeah. crowd. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. I'll make sure I let Stephen know that. Uh... Oh, that's great hilarious. place for comic books, though. Half Price Books. It really? is. I find yeah. some good little gems there because they don't really seem to price what they take in. They just sort of put it on the shelf. So go there if you if you like comics, but. Um, but not the one Kent goes. To. Not good. To, not good yeah. place for movies, though. I find it overpriced for movies. I agree. Yeah, totally. They have every movie ever, though. <laughs> they have like eight copies of uh, <laughs> the freaking Alamo Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time. Like, really? Oh yeah, love that movie. It's Is strange. It really? that most people. Wow. Do- I, I do own it actually. Oh. I, I, it's I, not a bad movie to me because I, I'm I from Texas. I feel like if you're not from Texas, you would hate it. Ex- bingo. That's yeah. exactly right. That's that's my whole stance on that movie is is the the reason it flopped so badly is because no one outside of Texas could possibly care about that movie at all. Sure. But I love it. And I the people it. that are live in Texas have been so beaten over the head with the Alamo in their lifetime of right. education that right. they're Alamoed out. Sure. Valid. Valid point. Uh, well, before we move on to to movie news, I want to give a shout out slash. Uh, answer an email question uh this this uh question comes from spencer herman from a suburb of albany new york he says and he wants to say that he thinks we were too hard on thor the dark world and a little too easy on gravity so uh what do you guys what's your response to spencer's complaint slash comment brian i think Go go red richard well, I think obviously Spencer's an idiot. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, um, he did say uh, thanks for the greatness, and he plans to keep uh, listening to all well, of our episodes. Obviously, so thanks, smartest, Spencer. Smartest guy on the planet. Yeah. Um, no, that's good stuff. Hey, uh, no, we probably. You know what? I'm I'm curious because Gravity has a little bit of Avatar in it, to where like it's so spectacular um, in the theater. There's probably something to be said about how a lot of the narrative flaws of it are overlooked. And it'll be interesting to see how that holds up. I totally sure. agree. I, my response to that is, um, I don't think in, in that, I mean, I'd have to go back and listen to it. It's been a, a few months since we recorded the Gravity episode, but I don't feel like we really complimented the storyline or plot or anything like that to to great extent. Well, I remember uh, you explicitly saying this, this, the effects and everything are okay, but this is the greatest plot ever to find out. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That uh, was, that's I do remember from, that. Word for word. You do remind me of that every day, so I should remember. Uh, no, I don't, I don't You know what I mean? Either. But this, this to no, me I is don't. like a – it's more of an art house piece than, than Avatar, so I no, can't really compare them. It, I feel like Gravity is like an independent film that kind of blew up, you know, and it, it yeah. became this big blockbuster. 
uh, because of its its, its visuals yeah. and its spectacle. You know, be um, on TNT every three hours like Avatar is that probably not right, but. Yeah. It's Avatar is Star Wars, and uh, Gravity is 2001. You know, you can compare the two all day yeah, and say, well, if... one's better for its plot, and one's... I mean, they're both great space films, so that you can compare the two because of their blockbuster appeal, but um, they're two totally different genres, even, in my in my eyes. Agreed. Uh, in some but parts. But... It, I think they would be thrilled if Gravity turned out to be 2001. I, that, it will, remains to be seen if, if it will. Yeah. If I need to watch it. Gravity's Gravity like 2001, which I do own on Blu-ray, which is an incredible Blu-ray to buy if you yes. if you're in the market for that. So do that. But Gravity's going to be one that I'm not going to watch all the time. I'm not going to pull it out four times a year like Star Wars and watch it. Yeah. I'm going to watch it maybe once a year, and it, and it, so it remains special every time I watch it. Like every time I watch 2001, I notice something different, and it, and it feels new still. Because I've only seen it, you know, a handful of times. So I'm going to try to keep gravity like that and not no. not ruin it for me, you know. No, not concentrate that. too hard on it. Just appreciate it for its uh, for what I felt in the theater. You know what I mean? So sure. Uh, now, for Brian, the Thor piece, yeah. um, be interesting to see. I mean, it's not that Thor was bad. It's just like like we were talking about last week. It, it, that, I'm not even sure that movie even happened. It was yeah. just forgettable to me. Yeah, it was really forgettable. It might, so, maybe we'll we'll go back like when Avengers comes out, and we'll be like, man, without that Thor movie, none of this would have made sense, truth. you know, or sure. something like that. And sure. then and then we'll obviously be able to say in hindsight that we were we were wrong. But uh, Brian, what are your thoughts on on the gravity and and Thor thing? Yeah, I would I would uh, I propose a a deal with our what was the listener's name again? Do you his remember? name is Spencer. Spencer. The idiot. He says he has a podcast of his own, so maybe we should get him on here sometime. And, yeah, uh, well, Spencer. I will uh, question everything you say, Spencer. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I will offer a compromise. I'll, I'm willing to come down on uh, on gravity because I. This last week, I've been kind of, you know, looking over my movie list and trying to make a top ten and things like that. And I'm, I'm still not sure where I'm going to end up putting Gravity because I, of, of what you guys just said, basically all the, I don't know how well it's going to translate to a second and third and fourth viewing and such. Um, but I will, I, I, I'll give you that, but I will not give you Thor: The Dark World because I, I actually, I think the further I get away from that, the more I think that movie's terrible. Like, I, I actually actively dislike that Did movie. Did you see it again? No, it's just the more I think about it, the more I thought, that, that's a, that's a, that might actually be a bad movie, not just a throwaway movie. I right. really don't care for that film at this point. Yeah, it's uh, it's not even a part of my, of my Marvel thoughts at all at this yeah. point. I've, I've completely yeah. forgotten I think it's it, by yeah. far the worst, the worst of the Marvel movies. Like, yeah. I don't even know that that's really close. Yeah, for me, anyway. Yeah, yeah, and like I said, maybe time will tell on that one, but we'll just have to see. Uh, so thanks for the comment. If you'd like yeah. to uh, leave a comment as well, just head our, over to our website, madaboutmoviespodcast.com, and click uh, contact and fill out the form, and uh, it goes right to us. So uh, do that. After going through several series of lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> after it clears uh, clears our team of attorneys before reaching us. Right. Movie yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let's begin. So, anything anything uh, interesting, you guys, in the world of movie news? Has there been uh, any movie news? I haven't... It's so hard over the holidays. Yeah. It is. There's a few things. First of all, did you guys hear that uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson is the top-grossing actor of 2013? I know we it's talked it. about top-grossing films last week, but Dwayne The Rock Johnson's films himself grossed $1.3 billion. Wow. Good for us. So, uh... Definite box office superstar status has been confirmed. I guess maybe even American Treasure. Uh, he's going down the ter- he's going down the pathway. It seems. He's- no, Chris Jericho is going to get the first. The first. Well, he's Canadian, isn't he? I don't know. John first- Cena has done some pretty good straight to DVD work. I don't know if you've ever seen it. But, but. Jericho, the entire cast of MacGruber, the wrestlers from that, are obviously going to be. You the know, before the yeah. Rock, Big Show. I don't know any of the rest of them, but uh, yeah. No, good for the Rock. That's what an interesting career. <laughs> Seriously, like that's going to be uh, a really good like biography in a hundred years, right? 
the, yeah. the guy that went from Canadian professional football to uh, the WWF to, you know, the, one of the biggest movie stars in the world. Good for him. Yeah. The, the films were Fast and Furious 6. Yes. Uh, the G.I. Joe Retaliation. Ugh. And I believe Snitch. Yeah. Which uh, ended up putting him over the edge. What yeah, is Snitch? Is. It came out like uh, February. It was like a cop. I never saw it. Brian, you saw it. I remember us talking yeah, about did. it on the on yeah. the show. What was it yeah, about? He's a uh, his kid gets in trouble like with a, a uh, with the federal prosecutor for and he basically offers to take the kid's place. Like I'll bring in some drug dealers if you'll let my kid out of jail. Basically, it's based on a true story. It was it was fine. You know, nothing. Spectacular, but uh, it was it was an. I don't enjoyable remember that movie. at all. That yeah. Not... But look, hey, there's. But... I mean, there's nothing that comes out during that period, you know. And so. Oh no! Yeah, sure. No, I'm not saying it wasn't good. It's just for some reason not in my brain at all. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, I mean, it, it's, it's not a memorable film. It's not one that you, you know people need to run out and see. But for a for a mid February release, yeah, it's fine. You know. Yeah, sure. Um, question. Yeah. All this goodwill that The Rock has built up this year, 2013, the year of The Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, which sounds like the worst uh, Chinese restaurant ever. Um, <laughs> the uh, will he lose it all for this weird-looking Hercules movie that he's doing? Yeah, good question. I don't know, but it's probably going to be a, a you know a good taste in everyone's mouth after this other Hercules movie we're getting. <laughs> in. We're getting one in oh 2014 that's like a uh, bunch of no yeah. names. Who's directing that? It's somebody funny. It's like Yui Bowl or something. Yeah, it's got to be right. It's. I don't think it's literally as Yui Bowl, but it's Good somebody. Doctor. I'll pull it up. Of that here. status. I'll, I'll take the lead on this one. So the um, a couple of the highest. Oh, it's Rennie Harlan. It is Rennie Harlan. That's that? Yeah, there it is. What has he done? Die Hard Two, Cliffhanger. Ah. He's. He, I don't know what the last thing was that he's done because it's been a while. He well, did some. Larry David, lived, uh, Larry David lived in his apartment in New York on the last season of Curb. Yeah. Okay. So you have that for you, Kent. That's true. Cutthroat Island, that, that famous... Oh uh, my gosh. <laughs> wow. I just love that they're building this entire movie around Kellen Lutz. Like, because people really are dying to see Kellen Lutz in anything. I don't know. It's, it's, Man, he's had yeah. a rough 2000s. Because <laughs> he's got... In the 90s, he's got Die Hard 2, Cliffhanger. Oops, there goes my mic. Uh, Cutthroat Island, The Long Kiss Goodnight, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah. And then he kicks off 2001 with the Sly Stone Kit Pardue masterpiece, Driven. <laughs> um, followed by Mind Hunters, which I'm going to click on because I don't know what the heck that oh, is. I've seen Mind Hunters. Yeah. Val Kilmer, oh, wow. baby. Yeah, yeah you're ter- right. It's truly terrible. Yeah. And LL Cool J. Yeah, so you know it's And good. Johnny Lee Miller. So it's like, hey, if you're on a, a CBS show in 2013, you were right. in this movie. Right. Um, and then he went with The Covenant, Exorcist, The Beginning. He went on a little horror thing. And then something called Cleaner, which I'm about to research. <laughs> oh, it's got Eva Mendez and Samuel L. Jackson, so it's got to be good. Because <laughs> they only do good movies. And then yep. 12 Rounds, Five Days of War, which is the one with Harry Potter, isn't it? No. Never mind. Think of something else. Yep, that's another Val Kilmer uh, masterpiece. <laughs> another straight to DVD. And then and then he's on the USA kick, like USA TV kick. Yeah. Burn notice white collar covert affairs. Yeah. Mm. And now we've got, and now we've got Kellen Lutz. Yeah. Uh, uh, so hopefully, he eats some marshmallows in this though. <laughs> marshmallows. So <laughs> nice. Thirty Rock reference for you, <laughs> nice. but. Uh, nice. But yeah, yeah Cutthroat Island kind of derailed his career. Believe it or yeah. not, Cutthroat Island applies to my weekly recommend later. What? I'll tease I'm that. Yeah, believe that. it or not, it does. Cutthroat Island is one of the, if, if our listeners don't know, is one of the largest, the biggest flops in the history. Yeah. Of, it was like uh, four hours, five hours or something. It's Wasn't it's it? a massive loss yeah. for, for everybody. I, there's a there's a book out. I wish I was sitting in my office. It's I think it's called Fiasco. It's from about five or Ten years ago, something like that. That's just it's just it just covers five or I think ten massive movie flops, and wow. uh, and Cutthroat Island is one of those. And it man, it's quite the story of how that how okay. that came to pass. Hold on, real quick, because there's a couple things here. First off, that the Rennie Harlan Hercules is by Summon Entertainment, so that means those who made Twilight and Now, now you, see you See Me, yeah. So we gotta go to that. We gotta go to that. 
and then the new one, the other one with The Rock. Do you guys know that's this is the one I'm thinking of too? Do you know who's directing this? No, it's supposed to be good, isn't it? Uh, well, I I thought I had heard that too, but then I saw <laughs> who's directing it. Who is it? The Rat Man himself. Oh, the Bratner. Oh, no. <laughs> Brett oh, no. Ratner. It's, it can't be worse than this other one, though. That's what I'm saying. That's that, I mean, it's yeah, probably going to be bad. There's be. no way it's going to be a good movie. There's no, no way this Hercules is going to be like, it's a masterpiece. This Brett Ratner is, presents. The, the Brett Ratner one is $110 million budget. Good gosh. And that's as much as gravity costs. And uh, the the Summit Entertainment one with, you know, Kellen Lutz. Hey, and Liam Garrigan, guys. So I don't know who, I don't know who well, that is. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but he's billed second in this movie. <laughs> and that one costs $70 million, And that comes out next week. So wow. look next forward week, to that. The Hercules comes out next week? It comes out January 10th. Oh, my God. Wow. I have not so, seen one ad for that movie. Okay, what's okay? Here, here's the question: which which is worse? We've based a movie around Kellen Lutz, Hercules, <laughs> which is pretty bad. Or this might be worse to me: the uh, the Brett Ratner one. So The Rock is starring. I think that I mean I, The Rock kind that, of right? interests me as Hercules. Sure, but you kind of get that. Like yeah. he, even if it's a bad movie, like The Rock is Hercules. All right, that kind of makes sense. All of these. <laughs> The rest of the cast is like John Hurt, Ian McShane, Rufus Sewell, like well-respected <laughs> British actors, and they're in this movie. Like that makes me sadder than we based a movie around Kellen Lutz. I don't know about you guys, but that that hurts my soul a little bit that John Hurt has to do this movie this year. It was probably called something else originally. <laughs> and it like attracted a bunch of big names. Yeah. So it was called like Hercules, well, that's what just John- Hercules or something. And then they're like, no, it's Hercules. The the what's it called? The Phaeacian Wars. The, yeah, the Phaeacian oh, Wars, and everyone's like, "Oh, great!" <laughs> you know, Wars, <laughs> like they didn't know what they were getting themselves into or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the only explanation I can. Think of. Okay, the Rock will give you. The Rock will be your personal trainer if you do this movie. Guys, you know what? It might be a benefit. Let's give it the benefit of the doubt. No, it might be a dark horse for an Brett Oscar. Ratner. Brett Ratner. <laughs> might, might have just been a great screenplay. You know, it, it might be. I just like that he made Tower Heist so that he could make his Hercules passion project. <laughs> Did you guys ever see Tower Heist? Yeah, no. terrible. Yeah. I hate of it. all the projects for Eddie Murphy to come out of the woodworks for and do, other than his own bullcrap that he normally does, Tower yeah. Heist. Gosh, <laughs> come on, Eddie. <laughs> come on, Eddie. Me more come on, Eddie. Oh. He's, he, he might be the most disappointing comedian of all time. Yeah, because so- has to be. Yeah, Brett Ratner might be my pick for if I could go back in time and stop somebody from making movies so that they never get famous. <laughs> X Men, like Rush Last Hour. Stand. Oh, Rush I, Hour. Yeah. If I could just prevent him from making Rush Hour, then we might not have ever had to deal with him again. Well, I never <laughs> saw Rush Hour two or three, so I don't feel. Uh, let me pain. tell you, they're, they're, they're magnificent. Sure. I'm just kidding. No, Is the terrible. first Rush you Hour good? Your time in them because I remember yeah. liking it, but at the same time, I was seven. Yeah, I have no, I haven't seen it in at least ten years. I, yeah, I don't know if it's any That'd good be, now. It was a lot of fun at that in nineteen ninety eight when I was yeah. fifteen. So, well, I'm sure they'll make a fourth one, and we'll have time to discuss Rush Hour. <laughs> <laughs> what else is Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan up to at these hey, days? You remember really? when Chris Tucker was in Silver Linings Playbook? Yeah, he was he really was a, good in that too. He was really good. Yeah, that, that's a good second. Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business or are you a boss? Are you looking to hire awesome people but you just can't find somebody to fill that role? Let me tell you about ZipRecruiter.com. With ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100 plus job sites all with one click. In fact, over 80% of jobs posted on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate in just 24 hours. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Hey, what's up, ma'am, fam? Kent here. 
And yes, if you're hearing from me, you know it's time to talk about Blue Apron. If you haven't tried out Blue Apron by now, what the heck are you even doing? Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. They deliver fresh meals straight to your door. All the food is fresh. It's sourced from local farms. And there's no wasted ingredients. I've been a Blue Apron subscriber for a long time now. And they have still, to this day, never let me down. There's tons of variety. Some featured upcoming meals include summer vegetable and egg paninis, soy glazed pork and rice cakes, skillet vegetable chili with cheddar drop biscuits, holy crap, and garlic butter shrimp and corn with green bean salad. So take it from me. Try out Blue Apron now. Go to blueapron.com slash mad. That's blueapron.com slash mad. Get three meals on us for free. Nothing goes better with a movie than dinner. So check out Blue Apron, blueapron.com slash mad. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Segway, Richard. Let's talk about American Hustle. We got to get over on all these guys. That's what we need to be thinking about right now. We got to get over on all these guys. It's got to be the best we've ever done. Well, who wants to begin? Should I volunteer or... Yeah, you go first. Anyone raising their hand over there? I can't see you. Um, this movie was quite, quite entertaining to me. Uh, I gotta admit, um, I, I liked it more than I wanted to, I think. Um, I like David O. Russell's work. He's not my favorite, uh, director, not in my top 10 of working directors right now. I don't think, uh, I don't really actively seek his stuff out. Uh, I enjoyed Silver Linings, um, and I feel like it did get the recognition that it deserved. I didn't feel like it deserved Best Picture. I'm glad it didn't win that. Yeah, I award. feel like it might have been a little overpraised. Very it, good movie, it, it was a good screenplay. It, it was. And Jennifer Lawrence, it was her coming out party, so yes. you got to give her the award for that. Uh, but um, this movie was wow. Um, <laughs> from the very beginning, I, was, I loved this movie. Um, it, it definitely is is gonna rank on my in, in my top movies of the year, which an mm-hmm. episode will be coming out in the next few few weeks for that. So stay tuned. Um, man, what a uh, finely crafted piece of ivory this was. Uh, you know, it's so uh, I enjoyed every scene in this movie. Really, um, str- incredibly nuanced performances all around from from every actor. Mm-hmm. Um, Bale especially. Yes. Wow. <laughs> um, Jennifer Lawrence, I she's outdone herself again. Like this is, I couldn't I couldn't decide who I was more in love with, Amy Adams or Jennifer Lawrence. The entire movie, I was just like, oh yeah. man, these these women just, especially when they were they're seen together. Wow, mm-hmm. holy holy moly. So, <laughs> man, this movie was just. I'll, I'll go into Easy specific, I'll go into more specifics <laughs> later, but. Um, Wow, I, I I really really enjoyed this movie, um, and yeah, I'll go into specifics here in a second. But uh, Richard, yeah, yeah, what did you think? Right there with you, man. This is going to be really high on my list. Um, I love this kind of stuff, though. Being political nerd McGee, and uh, I we had like a passing familiarity with Abscam, uh, which I know this was kind of a loose interpretation of. Um, so I was kind of excited just for that. The nerd in me was. Uh, but, uh, it, it definitely surpassed, it was just so much fun. I mean, I had heard that it was funny, but it, it's pretty much a pure, com- like, it's a funny movie. It's basically a romantic comedy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's not advertised as, as that, but it really might is. be, yeah. And I love that. And I got kind of love Russell doing this softer stuff. You know, he comes off the fighter and then he kind of comes back with, uh, you know, with silver linings and then this, I, I kind of like him doing this stuff more, um, than, than, you know, even Three Kings and some other yeah, good movies he's yeah. done in the past. Um, he he has this sort of stable of actors that he seems to have found uh, that, uh, you know, with Bale and, and Cooper, that he kind of has this repeat uh, relationship with Wahlberg, too, with The Fighter and I Heart Huckabees and mm-hmm. all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, he, this was like, <laughs> I mean, a completely unique piece of work. I was really, you know, I was more impressed, to be honest with you, um, the fact that, David O. Russell wrote this as opposed to they directed it. I didn't think it was like that much of a mesmerizing feat of directing. He adapted it. I think. Yeah, I know, but 
Yeah. Yeah, he did. But like, yeah. well, yeah, and still you're also working off a uh, existing story as well. But it was I, like I read really... the, I tried to look up the screenplay because it was so good. And I, but I found the original screenplay. And it was nothing like, like yeah. this. I mean, David O. Russell did do great work. Uh, you're yeah. right, Richard. He, I was really impressed with him as a writer on this. Yeah, uh, more than more than a director. Not that he's not a great director, but uh, but yeah, uh, Cooper was was funny. Yeah. Um, uh, it, yeah, it was it was a really good movie. I mean, I, I this is going to be. I don't know. I need to see, you know, we'll talk about wall street and some other stuff, but yeah, uh, this will be really high on my list. I think before, before the end of the year. So I didn't want to buy in all the hype on it. I wanted to be a discerning voice, but at the end of the day, I, I really, I like the movie. So Brian, what did, what did you think? Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm lower. I think I'm lower on it than, than you guys are. Um, not to say, look, this is a really good movie, and you, you guys are right. He, uh, it's it's a very unique film, which I I dug. It, it seems like an original film, which a lot of times, even the best films of the year don't necessarily seem original. Um, I'm a I'm a really big David O. Russell fan in that I believe he's going to be some like I think that there's going to come a day, and maybe it's the next film that he makes, or the one after that, or the one after that. I think he is maybe most likely out of any of the uh, any of our our current directors and and certainly any of the you can't really call him younger cuz he's like he's 50 years old but it's not Scorsese you know what i mean like he hasn't been around forever and ever and ever making hundreds of films i think that one of these days he's going to make like a complete masterpiece of yeah. the film and i i tried really i tried really hard not to expect that from american hustle but I think I carried a little bit of that desire in with me to the theater. Um, and as such, I was a little bit disappointed really is not the right word. I think this is a really, really, really good movie, but I don't think that it is a great movie. And I certainly don't think that it's a, a an American classic. Um, and I kind of feel like, I almost feel like all the parts to make this, an American masterpiece of a film are there and it just doesn't quite get to that point. Um, the thing that I think is great and also kind of holds him back as far as, as his directorial style is concerned is I think if I was an actor, I would want to do any movie that he, that he's got. Like if he calls yeah. and offers me a role, I want to do it because he, he gets, lets you go. he lets you go and he gets the absolute, best performance that you have to give um doesn't he roll for a really long time kind of he like does a lot of improv a lot yeah. of improv and i, I think that's i think uh, silver lines playbook is a perfect example of that because that's not a great movie in my opinion and, and probably doesn't hold up well in four or five years um as opposed to you know some of his other stuff but bradley cooper in that movie is magnificent and that was like if you're if you've watched bradley cooper over the 10 years leading up to that movie you always felt like this guy is capable of something incredible. And I think he got that performance out of him in silver linings, obviously the same with Jennifer Lawrence. He does, he gets the same here. Christian Bale won an Oscar for the fighter, you know, in this movie, he makes Jeremy Renner like sort of charismatic and enjoyable, which hasn't yeah, happened yeah. for, for a long time. Um, Amy Adams has never been more, I don't know even what the right term is for her, but man, you can't take your eyes off of her when she's on screen in this. So I think if you're an actor, gosh, you want to work for him because he's going to, he's going to bring the absolute most out of you. But I do feel like sometimes his films, and I, and I think hustle is, is an example of this. You, I think the film almost takes a backseat to the performances. And as such, sometimes I feel like he misses these little opportunities to jump the film up to, an exceedingly good level. So all that to say, I think this is a really good movie. Um, it's probably going to be at the edge of my top 10 list. And I kind of think that that's a little bit of a disappointment because it, it really to me has the, the bones to be yeah. the best movie of the year and the best movie of the decade and, you know, so on and so forth. This movie was, was, um, most of all, we've seen a lot of movies this year. Um, this movie, of all the movies we've seen this year, felt the most uh, cinematic, uh, oh. maybe other than 
12 years a slave for a different reason and gravity. Um, I mean, uh, mm-hmm. those, those are the other movies I've seen besides hustle that were like, man, this is it definitely has, a this, Scorsese is, vibe, this is Oscar right? calibers. This is an early Scorsese movie. You put it exactly right. Uh, Brian, this is a early, maybe pre Goodfellas Scorsese movie. Like uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot of like steady cam work here, especially in the beginning. It's very early Scorsese. I do agree with that. Uh, but speaking of the beginning, it I just loved how it started. Like the old vintage logos, studio logos with the yeah. Duke Ellington music at the beginning. And then they start like with the comb over sequence uh, with Christian Bale. So you just know what you're in for with that character. And what a great way to introduce him with the, <laughs> with the comb over. Um, and then like they argue in the hotel room and they're walking down the hall with the briefcase and the steely Dan kicks in. Uh during the opening titles and I just got chills. I was like, yeah. dude, this is exactly why I go to the movies for moments like that with the yeah. slow-mo and everything. It was just so perfectly paced throughout. I love the narration. Um, man, Amy Adams and uh, Christian Bale and Bradley Cooper and maybe even Jennifer Lawrence, this is their best work. <laughs> in my, in my, This is my favorite work they've done. I don't know if that their best work is in uh, cause Christian Bale's done a lot of, uh, like the fighter, you know, to name, uh, to name one, but they've, they've, I mean, these guys have had, uh, I mean, he was really great. (laughs) But I mean, Bradley Cooper, this is my favorite Bradley Cooper ever. I mean, and Jennifer Lawrence was just next level in this movie to me. She's magnificent. She was just, uh, she's going to win again. She's a, she she might, she should win supporting for sure. Yeah, for sure. She she will. Every actor will get nominated in this. I think Christian Bale is a is a front runner for me. Uh, it, McConaughey is up there still for Dallas Buyers Club. Chiwetel is still up there, of course. But wow, Christian Bale just total transformation from stuff that we've seen in the past or what he's done. He did uh, what Out of the Furnace was just a couple weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, how much different this is is incredible and. Uh, man, Christian Bale, I, I really liked him in this. Um, any, any other, any glaring thoughts do you guys want to throw out? I, I got a lot of notes, but, uh, I, I feel like I'm taking up too much time of your, no. your thoughts. Um, no, I think I, I will say, I think you're totally right. The mo- this movie starts incredibly well, like beautiful start to the movie, just from the, the opening credits, even with the, like, as soon as the lights go down, it just, it pops up. Some of this is true, which was a great Some of this is actually, some of this actually happened. Yeah, some happened. of this actually yeah. happened, yeah, yeah, which was awesome. Was just, I, I thought that set the tone quite well. I loved how we went in with Bale and, and such. Yeah, uh, we, I feel like we've seen a lot of movies this year that had really, man, it took a lot just to sit through the first five or ten minutes, and maybe the rest of the movie even was okay afterwards. But gosh, like, these opening scenes have been They're awful the old- this year. The only uh, one that can compete. Go ahead, Brian. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You're, that was that. That was it. Gravity this, was this strong. One did not. Yeah, this one, one started great. The only one that can compete with this one is the um, opening of "Now You See Me," where oh, the magician goes. I knew you goes. were going to say that. You were going to say that with the building. <laughs> how, do, how did he turn the building to an ace of spades? <laughs> oh, that's right. He it's a movie guy, with he full tipped the guy fifty effects. bucks. That's what he did. He literally yeah. wasn't even a trick. He just tipped the guy fifty bucks. You guys all got scammed. So clever. Um, you know, I worked with Chris Angel on a lot of those. No, I know, I know. You know how you know how they did all <laughs> all the tricks. We know. Uh, the um, I said nuanced performances. Uh, those four were incredibly, uh, you know, detailed in their delivery. Uh, Louis C.K. Awesome. Nice sighting from him. He was awesome. Yeah. Very good. Very good choice. Very good casting there. I I love the I love seeing Louie in a I mean, he's a good actor. He really is. You always forget it's like he's writer director of Pootie Tang. But uh <laughs> They took that movie away from him. Yeah. <laughs> it was so out there. Pootie Tang. Uh but uh Louis C. K, man, he's a gem. He's an absolute I'm glad like he he's gonna come on late, maybe hope he does more movies. <laughs> Yeah, you know what? If he just comes on and is just this brilliant actor late in life, uh, he was really good in Blue Jasmine too. He was, he was very good in Blue Jasmine. Uh, But good to see, good to see Louis, for sure. 
Um, like I said earlier, I, I loved every scene in this movie. I could name scenes all day, but I loved the Rembrandt scene where they're in the yes. museum. Um, what else? I love the microwave, the science oven. Uh, I yeah. love the, the 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 use of music throughout this movie. I know I mentioned yes. it in the beginning, yeah. but just it, like it, a uh, it, P.T. Anderson movie almost with this with a sense of humor. Sure, yeah. It, it he kept it up throughout, and I appreciated mm-hmm. that. It wasn't just yeah. okay. Here's the intro. Here's the outro. It uh, he used it at all the right times, uh, especially the live and let die karaoke sequence with Jennifer Lawrence. I was like, yeah. oh man, what a classic cinematic moment that is. You'll see that for a long time. Um, but I like how we got like a, a relationship with Amy Adams and Christian Bale. And then we got one with Amy Adams and Bradley Cooper. And then we got one with Christian Bale and his wife. And then we got with his wife and uh, Amy Adams. You know, it was like uh, you got to see every actor interact with each other yeah. uh, throughout this movie, which uh, this movie, it really, you could see the actors act. Mm-hmm. And it was a compelling very compelling storyline. Brian, did you see this movie once? Yes, I did. You saw it once? I, Just the once, yeah. I, after the first viewing, I, I felt the same way you did. Okay. Um, I was like, man, such strong performances. Um, I knew it was good. I knew it was better than I thought it was at the time. I saw it a second time and like was just blown away okay. by, by how much better I thought it was the second time. Um, so I suggest maybe doing that. Yeah, you'll be a little higher on it. Um, sure. I know there's screeners out and everything. If you're dying to see it, there's ways to see it. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I I would suggest maybe doing that, and maybe you'll you'll have a a bigger appreciation for it. But sure, um, I do think I think this is uh, to play to your point. I, whereas Silver Lines Playbook, I think is going to it's a, it's luster is going to fade over time. I do think this is a movie that in 10 years people will say, man, that was a really, really good movie. Better than maybe we, than I'm certainly better than I'm giving it credit for now. I think time will be very kind to this film as opposed to uh, silver linings that I think is going to silver linings in, in five years. will say, well, that was a fun movie. And that that's about it. You know, um, with, with the, with a couple of great performances, this movie definitely has a better chance of being something that, you watch in film school, you know, in the future. Sure. Yeah. Good. Good observation. Robert De Niro. Random. Yeah. Didn't expect that, him in this. Yeah. That kind of felt a little token to me. Just like, well, this is my guy. We, we did great things last year with, with, uh, silver lining. So, you know, come out, come out and do a little, little scene. He probably shot that in like two days, you know, but, uh, but not, not complaining about that. It, it just, I didn't think that he was, you know, a big, aspect to why this movie was good no not at all I definitely didn't compare to his work in the family either <laughs> or meet the fockers did you guys see that <laughs> little fockers actually he's better true, than that true story our uh, our friend uh richard our friend uh uh jason i don't think you've ever met him kent but our buddy did jason he, did he see grudge match no but he oh, uh he is actually an extra oh, yeah. in meet the fockers so if really if you're at home and you're about to queue up your Meet the Fockers DVD or Blu-ray, perhaps. <laughs> Extra and Meet uh, the Fockers is his claim to yeah. fame. <laughs> look uh, look right behind uh, Robert De Niro in the wedding scene. Like he's sitting behind De Niro uh, at the uh, at the wedding. So just a little bald guy. He's, it's, you know, claim to fame. It's fun stuff. We're friends with a uh, celebrity, Richard. We are. Wow. Congrats. <laughs> He'd be cooler if he had gone and seen Grudge Match, though. <laughs> Did you, oh, you yeah. did you make it out to Grudge Match no, uh, yet, Brian? I know you had pre-ordered your tickets. Um, did you end up? Right. Did you camp out or? No, Christmas just got too busy, so I had to. I just converted <laughs> my my online registration ticket into a, a pre-order of the Blu-ray special yeah. edition. So every person that I've mentioned or heard mention that movie is just like, why would anyone want to see that? Yeah. Like, like why would anyone um, pat, try to pass off? De Niro to fight Stallone in a in an evenly yeah uh, well but yeah but you're not factoring in the Kevin Hart factor <laughs> no I'm factoring that in I'm just saying like <laughs> like uh, literally no one on earth thinks that De Niro could beat up Rocky <laughs> like in a real life fight so uh, how could that be a compelling storyline like you know what I mean 
Um, it's but it's probably a great movie. I don't know. I mean, it's probably great. <laughs> is it? I'll never yeah. know, but it probably What's is What's its Rotten Tomatoes at? And I will be looking at that now. <laughs> Hi, okay, wait. Don't look now. Make a bet. Yeah. Higher or lower than 47 Ronin? Oh, I'm going to go higher. 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 Yeah, higher. And the winner is... Oh, yes, higher. 21% for Grudge Match and 11% for 40, 47 Ronin. Okay, those are, mm. that's pretty much even, though, to be honest. It's the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Yeah, once you get below 25, things aren't going well. No, mm. not they at all. They spent a lot of money on marketing uh, Grudge Match, too. Yeah. What did you guys think of the uh, plot line of American Hustle? Like the scamming, uh, the loans and everything. Richard, I know you mentioned the app scam that you had, had interest in that before. What did you think of it? Yeah, I loved it. I mean, that's your portrayal of it. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I thought it, it had me kind of go along with it. And it was, it was, I thought, uh, not going to the spoiler territory yet. Uh, well we can. Done, but... Yeah, let's go there. Spoilers yeah. coming up now, American Hustle. So turn it off now if you haven't seen it. So go, Richard. No, I mean, I, 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 I thought the, uh, I think. I mean, it's not like this has like the classic like Ocean's Eleven kind of reveal. Sure. Uh, but you know, there's they there's some stuff with hell. I you know, I thought I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was you know, uh, it's pretty well on that side on the actual scam part, uh, pretty heavily historically ac- accurate. Really? Okay, that's yeah. what I was wondering. Yeah. Cool. That's good to know. Um, I want to do more research into it. Yeah, it's cool. There's a good little Wikipedia article on it and stuff. Is there? Cool. Good to know. Um, but mentioning the scam and the last scene, the last scene in particular, uh, when, uh, when Amy Adams and, and Christian Bale decide that they're going to scam, um, what's his name? Uh, Bradley Cooper's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the execution on that scene and everything was awesome, <laughs> especially the second time around. Uh, the, uh, how they set him up and set up their actor friend or whatever in the in the guy's office, you know, and they do the whole recording of the of the goings downs, and then Bradley Cooper's all celebrating it and everything in the next room, <laughs> and uh, making fun of Louis C.K. on the couch, and um, the whole reveal there was just uh, executed perfectly, very poetically at the end, and this movie ended just uh, I was smiling, I was just like, man. It's one thing to like see a movie at the beginning and get good feelings, you know, just from the opening credits. But you're like, man, I hope this can end good too, you know. And uh, it did for me, at least. Um, so, like I said, Dan, and this is gonna this is gonna rank high on my list. I mean, we haven't talked Wolf of Wall Street yet, and we haven't talked um, Inside Lewin Davis and her. And so those are the last ones I'm waiting to uh, analyze before I evaluate my final list for the year. So, sure. uh, man, it's going to be, I'm literally going to have to just draw a name out of a hat <laughs> on my top five are all, all like even. And then like after that, I can probably rank them. Um, man, it's going to be tough though. What, uh, what's your bottom five? What's your, what's your bottom? Oh, list? bottom five. Just as hard. We got to do a separate list for bottom fives guys. Should we yep. do that in the, in that episode or just yeah, do we'll it do now? top and bottom. We'll, we'll do top, and, top bottom. and bottom on that episode. But my bottom fives include such gems as now you see me. And now you see me. So so look forward to that in that episode. That'll be good. Um, But any uh, any other thoughts on on American Hustle, guys? Any any scenes that you particularly enjoyed, Richard, Brian, that you particularly hated? No, you covered them. I love the Rembrandt uh, Rembrandt scene as well. Uh, And the the museum was was awesome. Uh, No, all Louis scenes were up there. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Nothing I can really think of outside that. Go see it. High recommend. Go. Go. Very high, and we'll discuss this a little bit more come into the year, I'm sure. sure. But man, yeah, extremely high recommend on my part, and uh, go see it, and uh, definitely recommend to your friends because this one's going to be talked about a lot come Oscar come Oscar season, I'm sure. Yeah. And you're going to want to tell your friends that yeah, I saw that movie. You need to go see it. Oh, you didn't. Oh, you suck. Yeah, uh, if, if, I mean, if you're a, if 
I think I'm lower on it than either of you two guys. But if you're a, somebody who cares about the Oscars and award season and, and all that sort of stuff, you need to get out and see this movie because it is going to be a major player with all that stuff. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. For sure. Do you think it's going to – David O. Russell is going get to a, get a nomination? I think so. This, Gosh, is a tough year for this is a tough too. year. It's a tough year in any any of the category. I mean, I think Best Picture is so much easier just because you can you can put up to five more in there. But right, um, director and and uh, actor especially are going to be really tight this year. I every, almost every list I've seen, Kit, as you you were talking about Christian Bale earlier, and I I'm with you. I think he's magnificent in this. Uh, ha- almost every list I've seen has had Bale off. Yeah, off really. The list Who for, else is uh, on the? Who is the top well, five? So, so you've got, you've got yeah. Tuatel, you've got Oscar Isaacs, probably. You've got Leo. Who else? No, Leo's, Leo's been left off a lot, too. Really? Yeah. Um, Bruce Stearns made a few. Yeah. Uh, um, I can't... Robert Redford. Robert Redford. Sure. Um, it's a tight year, okay. man. Yeah. Keep in mind, everyone that votes is over 60. Yep. Good point. Part. So they like rewarding the Redfords and the Bruce Stearns of the world. Um, who else? Joaquin Phoenix. Um, right. Trying to think. McConaughey. 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 I mean, Tom, look. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and, uh, for Captain. both. You see, I would not rank Captain Phillips over over Christian Bale in this. I wouldn't, personally. Well, that's why you don't vote. What is that? No, Was that a hurricane? Yeah. <laughs> Hurricane Sandy just finally made landfall in DFW. <laughs> uh, man, this yeah, this is I, I'm glad I don't vote. You're right because I couldn't be, I could not pick this year. <laughs> it's gonna be tough this year for sure. Usually I feel like there's you could probably say there you know there's five spots and there's seven people that really genuinely deserve it. I I think you could probably make a case for ten or twelve this year. Yeah, so I'm prepared for the emails to come in. That we were way too easy on American Hustle, uh, so go ahead and do it if you if you feel that way. But and I admit there are the faults. Unfortunately, we've run out of time for this particular episode on this movie. But like I said, we'll talk about it more coming into the year. And um, yeah, I mean overall, it's a recommend. I would give it an A. Uh, what do you give it, uh, Richard? I give it an A as well, Brian. Uh, B plus. Okay. Two A's and a B. So uh, go out and uh, see American Hustle uh, as soon as you can. All right, let's move on and let's do uh, Weekly Recommends. Weekly Recommends. Richard, start us off with your recommend. Yeah, uh, mine's a, a book I uh, I just uh, just finished um, over the holiday. And it's an old one that came out in, uh, it actually came out in 73. A lot of people may know it, but it's Thomas Pinchon's uh, Gravity's Rainbow. I've never read it. Um, it's It's part of the real big like postmodernist kick in the 60s and 70s uh kind of a fun uh, almost sci-fi-ish uh look at these missiles made around world war ii and uh pinch on when i mean he's kind of a uh uh he's written several books next uh one of them inherent vice is going to be the uh next paul thomas anderson movie uh but yeah. uh oh, yeah. he's written a lot of books and a few different genres he's kind of a mysterious person like i think only like two photos of him exist uh, he's wow. kind of that that type of guy, um, but uh, but he you know he has a new book out I believe called Bleeding Edge, which is, I mean he's still writing. It just came out in September, I think. Uh, so he, he he's uh, this is the Gravity Trap was awesome. Um, uh, I couldn't recommend it higher. Very cool, very cool book. Uh, it, a bit of an undertaking. A lot of characters, very complex, about six hundred pages, but uh, definitely definitely worth it if you ever find your way through it. So Gravity Ra- Gravity's Rainbow by Thomas Pinchon. Cool. Jinx, uh, Richard. <laughs> what's uh, what's your favorite book of the year? I guess look, oh, this is Richard's this book book review podcast, podcast I'm now. To think. Let me grab my little. Yeah, and you've probably read fifty books. No, I tried to my my uh, resolution every year is fifty two to go, but I didn't get there this year. I read I read about forty. Wow! Um, holy but, holy snoozy! But uh, hold on, I've got my little journal of everything I read. Let me see what came out this year. I'll be right back. Brian, you could yeah. recommend in the meantime. Yeah, Brian. Yeah, my, uh, my recommend this week is also a book, although it's certainly a different kind of book. Um, it's basically a, a coffee table book, I guess. Um, it's called Comic Genius Portraits of Funny People. And it uh, the photography is done by uh, a guy named Matt Hoyle, who is, 
I guess, a fairly well-known celebrity photographer. Um, and the, the introduction, though, is written by Mel Brooks. And, and all it is is, is 200 pages or so of, uh, of pictures of, of funny people, obviously, uh, in sometimes in funny get-ups or, or situations or stuff, but just, uh, just pictures of these funny people. And most of them have, like, a quote on what, you know, what comedy means to them or why they're funny or things like that. And it's, it's really a collection of, of all of the greatest comedians of our, of our time. And, and, uh, Steve Martin's on the cover. American treasure. Steve Martin is on the cover. Sure. Uh, Tina Fey. Brian, Steve let Carell. me ask you this. Yeah. Were any American treasures discovered while flipping through this book? You know, I haven't completely finished going through there yet, but I, I would say it's probably a primer on uh, American Treasures or future American yes, Treasures. Yes. There's quite a few of those guys in there. So uh, it's it's a really cool little book. Uh, you know, coffee table books are kind of ridiculous in a lot of ways. I mean, you, you get them for gifts most of the time, and then it's like, who really cares after about a day or two? But this is a cool one because you could you could look through the whole thing in about – an hour, or excuse me, about half an hour, and read all of it, all the information that's in there, all the quotes, and and see all these funny people just doing kind of funny things, and just I don't know for for people like us that love comedy, that are, I would say we're amateur students of comedy. Even um, this is kind of a a little almost a primer on what makes these people funny, or what what makes these people laugh, the people that we think are are that funny. Uh, it's a really cool little, cool little book. And uh, so I, I think it's, it's certainly fun to flip through if, uh, if you can get your hands on it. Awesome. Good awesome. recommend. I'll, we'll do, I'll do that. Um, hey, I'll poke in real quick. Okay. I read, so I read 40. Sure. Uh, by the end of this, I'll read 40 books this year. 10 of them though, bigger percentage than I thought 10 of them actually came out this year. So I was oh. reading a lot of contemporary stuff, which is wow. good. Uh, 10, I would say I'm going to give you a top three. Can I do that? Sure. The number three book of the year, Richard Barnes' book of the year, is going to be Dad is Fat by Jim Gaffigan. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the number two book of the year is going to be Mo Meta Blues by Questlove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember Questlove that. Thompson. And the number one book, book of the year, the one I enjoyed the most that came out this year, was I Wear the Black Hat by Chuck Klosterman. Nice. Sweet. There you go. All of, all of those were weekly recommends at one point or another. I recommended Dad is Fat at one point. Yep. And, uh, and I remember the other two you hit in. So very cool. Good stuff. There you go. We're giving you good stuff, listeners. Yeah. I mean, look at that. What was that book that was huge this year? That, that like the night, the Finch, uh, something. What's it called? It was, it was a fiction book. Twilight Seven? No, it was an adult, uh, adult contemporary, like, uh, but I, I don't know. You don't read fiction, a lot of fiction, Richard. I do, but not. You know what uh, I'm talking about? Not too much. The Goldfinch. Goldfinch. Yeah, you know, I don't know anything about it. You know? Okay. I was I was just wondering because I like nah. when I was on shopping for Christmas and stuff. Like that was just thrown at me in every direction. Yeah. I was like, uh, I wonder if Richard's read it. No, I haven't. That's not really. I'm not good at the. Uh, I guess that's. I mean, it was number one like all year. So yeah, it prepare. Was. We'll see the movie in a couple of years. So sure. we'll Let's talk see. about it. <laughs> I'm just looking right now. Uh, it hasn't been optioned yet, but I'm sure it will. Uh, my week recommend for this week is a documentary. It's called uh, Drew, the man behind the poster. It has just uh, been added to Netflix, and it's about uh, Drew Struzan, who is a. Um, Movie poster artist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, probably one of Hollywood's most uh, well-known or well-recognized movie poster artists. He does stuff uh, such as the aforementioned uh, Cutthroat Island, <laughs> uh, but uh, Back to the Future series. He was very well known for Indiana Jones. Uh, the Star Wars prequels were very well known. Special editions. Um, he does like hand-painted uh, movie posters, basically. Okay. Um, but the amount of stuff he has done is, would just blow your mind. And uh, so check out this documentary on Netflix, uh, Drew, the man behind the poster. It's only about a 80-something minute uh, documentary and uh, really cool just retrospective of his career, how he got into the business. Like he was dirt poor uh, for a long time because being an artist is really hard to do professionally. 
Sure. Uh, so just his rise to uh, success is interesting, and they have a lot of great interviews with like Spielberg and Lucas and uh, some some other people that he's worked with along along the way. So Drew, the man behind the poster about Drew Struzan, is my is my week recommend. Cool. I'm gonna cool. add that. Yeah, do it. Seriously, do it. I knew you would like it because you you, you you saw just like being there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, about about band posters. Yeah, yeah I love gig posters, but yeah. uh, movie posters as well. Pretty yeah. sweet. Really interesting stuff, so check that out. Sweet. Uh, well, Brian Gill, let me ask you this. Where can I find your work online? You can find me on Twitter at bgill12, and you can find my writing at canbabiesdrinkredbull.com. Richard, where can we find you online? Find me on that Twitter. On uh, Still working on the old webpage, but find me on Twitter at uh, Richard Barton. Ken, wherever would I find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kent Garrison, and you can oh, find good. our show on the internet at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Find all our episodes on there, free for unlimited downloads, and all our weekly recommends on there. Just click weekly recommends. Free? Free! free. Unlimited! Oh We're giving and, you guys uh, this stuff for nothing! Yeah, and like I said, if you if you want to contact us, have a complaint, comment, uh, head over there and uh, click comments. Or yeah. contact the show. Um, anything else you guys want to mention before we uh, get out of here for this week? Uh, no. no. Well, I guess crank up the Steely Dan. Until next time, we will see you at the cinema. Bye. Goodbye. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do your dirty work no more I'm a fool to do your dirty work oh yeah light the candle put the lock upon the door you have sent the maid home early like a thousand times Oh, yeah, I don't want to do your dirty work no more.